Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hero's Journey, an unschooling podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Eddie, uh, and I'm also a little bit under the weather, so I apologize if I start sniffling and coughing throughout this podcast. Uh, with me today is, of course, Ms. Nicole and Ms. Nikki. Go ahead and say hello to our audience. Hello. Hi. So uh, this week, uh, we're going to do a quick recap of what happened. Um, this is our last podcast of 2017, um, and we'll come back to you very beginning of the session next year in brand new year, 2018. Um, so, uh, let's talk about what happened this week and kind of uh, mention as well our event that's happening tomorrow. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you know, how our open house went and your opinion on what parents thought or how the interaction was. It happened to snow that very same day. Uh, so, let's go ahead and, and Miss Nikki, you want to tell us how this last week has been? Well, starting off from the open house last week and snowing, that was spectacular. A lot of our students have never seen it before, so it was a beautiful surprise. And another good surprise was that people came to our open house. <laughs> they did. They braved the storm. I thought at the first sign of one snowflake that it would be, you know, <laughs> the end of the world. But, no, we had some folks show up. And surprisingly, wonderful surprise, was that two out of the three families that came to visit us have seen us before or been to an open house before or come to camp before. So it was really awesome to see those familiar faces coming back and considering esteem for their for the rest of their, or, you know, the next step in their journey. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Like she said, I mean, we well, the snow came down, and we're like, oh, that's it. It's just going to be us hanging out up here tonight mm-hmm. uh, by ourselves. But we did. We had great families come through. Again, some we were familiar with um, who were circling back around and getting ready to take the next step in their journey. And honestly, we'd be super excited to have any of the students that were there um, join us here. And so what was it like seeing... I guess a new family come in and explaining and giving them the tour of the space because had one student who was part of our enrichment clubs mm-hmm. um, and her father had actually never been to the school, never been to the space. Um, and so it was kind of an eye opener for him. And I was excited to kind of sh- show him around, um, even though I had known, you know, his daughter through the classes. It was like seeing an old friend again. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> even though I've introduced him, it was like, how do they know my daughter so well? Um, but it was exciting showing him the whole space and showing how creative, you know, um, each room, you know, has its own little quirks, like the art room, the maker room, the editing lab, and then everything kind of ties together in the studio. So what was it like, you know, talking to a new family who's never been here before and showing them around and talking to them about, you know, in person what it is to be at, you know, Esteem Academy? Um, well, the new family of the three families, we only had one family, I guess, who wasn't familiar with us before walking into the door. And they had a five-year-old, so a younger um, student who would be looking at our Discovery and Prep program. Um, and again, they just seemed really kind of the way I think it feels when you walk into this space. When you finally take the tour, excuse me, and you go through the space and you realize how much we do under mm-hmm. one roof, it's right. it's um, impressive, it's overwhelming, it's kind of eye-opening, and they really seem to be excited about all the possibilities that could happen here at Esteem. I noticed I did a a lot of talking, not at the time. I mean, the, there's so much information, but afterward, thinking of how it went and realizing how much talking I did, I realized it wasn't very godly of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's something I'd do differently next time is I think it just respond to more questions um, instead of just giving all of the information at once. It's a lot to process. It was a lot to talk about, and I felt like I was doing a little bit too much talking. But there's so much that happens. You want to share and how one piece connects to another piece and 
where their child would fall into the system and, you know, pointing out the benefits based on what their interests are and passions and really finding a good fit for both us and the families. Do you ever find, like, a small little light bulb that goes off in the parents when you're talking to them? Like, yes, okay, like, this nugget of information really speaks to them. I love when they mention that their kids like robots or <laughs> Legos and stuff and taking them to the Lego room and watching their face just light up at the sight of all of the kids that we have. So, yeah, anybody that mentions Lego, ooh, come here and see this. Yeah, it's definitely um, a Lego heaven, you know. Yeah. Or other things, I mean, when they're interested in uh, film or they mention YouTube and it's, mm -hmm. you know, show them the, the editing space or they like to build and make, well, fantastic, look at this maker space. And um, we really do accommodate for lots of different passions. So just talking and listening to what their passions are and seeing what we can offer, how they can fit in. And, yeah, I, I agree also. Any of the students that came to visit us at Open House would be a great asset as a benefit to the tribe. Addition, mm -hmm. And we did something a little bit different in this open house. We had two current parents of students here with Esteem um, stay for the open house and actually help a little bit with some of the tours. What was that like having other parents there that had been with us for a while, you know, talking to new parents or prospective students coming in? I think it's always great. And, yeah, both Ashay and Chip um, joined us and braved the snowstorm of 17 um, <laughs> to come up here with the open house and share with their parents. And I think it's just good. Anytime you can get current parents in to speak to um, new potential, you know, families that are thinking about joining us because we all have our own um, experiences with this journey, um, successes and failures, um, challenges and triumphs. So it's nice to just be able to share stories because as a parent, whether you're walking into a STEAM Academy or, or, or quite frankly, when you're trying to make any decision, right, for the best interest of your child to try to give them um, the possibility to become the best version of themselves um, while, you know, trying to create a world where they can decide what that, that version of themselves looks like, it can be very overwhelming. Um, so I think it also benefits to meet our families and our other parents to see um, just how much we have in common, um, and also to see how different we are. Because personally, one of the things I really love most about Esteem Academy um, from a parent's perspective is the, the diversity and the different backgrounds and the different places that all of our families come from because it has given our children this exposure to such, in so many different perspectives and so many different worldviews, and it's only helping them grow to be um, even bigger people. So moving forward, I know... This is the last, you know, end of our sessions, our last week. Um, we're going to have our exhibition of learning tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be Thursday at 4.30. The mm -hmm. parents are invited to come by. And basically what it is, it's students are going to showcase their work and, and talk to them through their quest and what their journey's been like this session. Um, they're going to show them all the points board. Basically, they're going to give the tour to their, their families. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, families don't have time to listen to a podcast. <laughs> or they try really hard to ask their kids, hey, what did you do at school today? And they're like, I, I wrote down a couple words, you know. Or As we heard nothing. One of the, yeah, nothing. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just all blur. Um, so the exhibition of learning is, is a great way for parents to ask the students right then and there while they're there at the school and the work's in front of them. So... Each studio is going to have a presentation board for their quest, which this was the Kid Hero quest, um, and showcase what they did. Now, for the listeners who, or if this is their first time listening or unaware of how we work, um, quests are, are guided 
and lead. However, the students actually do all the work themselves. Guys never step in and try to fix the problem for them or try to walk them through the steps. We basically mm -hmm. give them the tools available and try our best to help them out without doing the work for them, um, which I'm sure as parents is very tough. Um, I am not a parent, so I don't see it tough at all. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that, you know, as we talked about in our last podcast, being an active parent and what that means and how it helps you think differently. Um, so tomorrow, kind of excited. I'm going to see what the parents are going to be you know, thinking and asking when they see either a success or a failure because parents, believe it or not, your students might fail the quest. And that's totally not on anyone's part but the students themselves because they chose which work to do, which work not to do, um, and all the tools are given to them for them to go well, through and, it. And that's just part of the journey. Again, the, the biggest thing um, that, that I, again, one of the things I love about it here is is we're not handing them easy A's. We're not giving them, you know, um, uh, you know, what's it, a bell curve? Was it where? A bell curve. Yeah, a bell yeah. curve. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, no, standards are set, tools are provided, and now it's up to you. You know what I mean? Again, it looks a lot like real life. And sometimes um, we will see our students rise, and sometimes we will see our students fail. Um, there's lessons in both. Um, we support both. Obviously, we always want to see the students succeed and rise, but we also um, take the opportunity, should they fail, to then go back and do a critical review and find the opportunities for learning inside that failure because it makes us stronger people, right? Um, we all fail. It's not about what happens when we fail. It's about what we do after mm -hmm. we fail. Um, so there is always that opportunity inside of esteem, and, and I love that opportunity. And the exhibition of learning is just that. It's an opportunity for the parents to get inside and for the students to show, not tell. You know, right? You, yes, of course, we would all love our kids to come home and sit down and give us a very detailed explanation of what they did during their day. As a matter of fact, my husband would love it if I even did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my husband's like, how was your day? I'm like, it's good. I'm going to drink a glass of wine and relax. Um, do you want to talk about it? No, I lived it. I don't really need to talk about it again right now. I need to decompress yeah. from it nine times out of ten. So it's not, you know, unique to kids, um, but it can be frustrating. And all parents share that when we hear it. Oh, well, they just said, I don't know, or they don't remember, or, you know, like I said, oh, I wrote down a couple of things. Well, obviously, they're doing a lot more than that. So I think the power of the exhibition of learning is when the parents get to walk in the space and the students get to show. Now they'll show you. Um, first in the presentation of their particular project in the exhibition, and then second by walking them through the space. Again, we have the points board up. Mm -hmm. We have, I mean, it's everywhere. And it's up there, first and foremost, it's up there for the students because that's where they go. That's part of their, for some of them, that's part of their motivation when they go and look on that points board and they're like, oh, wait a minute, well, I'm down here this week. I was up here last week or so-and-so is blowing past me. Nope, nope, nope. That works as a motivation to them. So, But they'll get the chance to walk their parents through that and the parents can ask them questions um, and have everything kind of laid out in front of them. I'd like to take a moment um, to talk about the experience I had this week of the poll in being an acting parent and being um, a guide. And I was presented with a position of um, having to step back um, from swooping in. And Very reluctantly, see, mind you. <laughs> I wouldn't even say reluctantly. There was there were tears involved. Um, they, I had noticed that part of the quest on the younger students' part hadn't been met, and my natural response was to swoop in and to make sure that they covered certain points in order to meet the requirements um, of the quest. And Nicole took me aside 
and told me that I, by doing that, I was doing a whole disservice of them learning that lesson. And, of course, my feelings were coming from the fact that they were going to be missing out on certain parts by looking it over. And then um, Nicole, through her wisdom, um, made me see that that's the point. The point is, is for them to go through the process and do the best that they can and realize that sometimes they didn't do it all or they didn't meet all those requirements and that they are going to you know, not do as well as they could have done. But if I were to swoop in and give them that piece that they were missing, they would miss out in that realization and reflection at the end. Um, and that opportunity for growth. And again, it's not your reaction wasn't uncommon. No, right? no not at all. It's actually it the first reaction, right? Especially of mm -hmm. a parent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And especially um, from a parent of younger children, right? Because we're, we're talking about our younger students. Um, you just want to save them. Like, that's what we're going to do. I'm just, I'm mm -hmm. going to save you. Uh, and we did. And it was, and it was a tough, you know, time. We were in a room together, you know, kind of going back and forth through this and both feeling very strongly about the positions that we were in. But we always have to come back in those moments of, of saying, okay, stop and let's let's step back, right? Just ourselves in our moment. Step back and stop and remember why we're here, why we chose this place in, in the first place. Because we believed, actually, first and foremost, in our students. And we believed that it was more important for them to fail their mission and go back and figure out why they failed it so instead of save them because had we saved them and forsaken them the opportunity to go back and do that critical review to understand why they failed it in the first place there's a very good chance the next time they're in that same situation you're going to see the same result because they have no opposite perspective to go from they were saved so they don't stop and think or look twice as mm -hmm. hard or go back and double check this or they, their minds just won't process that way because they were never given the opportunity to have that lesson. Or if in this situation, if we had saved them and then down the road they encountered the same thing, they're going to be looking around to be saved. Absolutely. This time they weren't looking around to be saved. No. It was me that had noticed, hey, we missed this chunk. Let's go back and do it. And Nicole saying, they missed the chunk. Um, let them figure out going back yeah. and doing it. And it went against everything that I felt like I needed to do to save not just my children, but the group of, that was working on this. And then, yeah, looking back at the acting model and realizing that this is exactly what you signed up for, this opportunity for the kids to learn these kind of lessons in a safe, controlled environment and to grow from it so they don't make those same mistakes again um, next quest or as adults. So there's a lot of growth there, and that's the type of thing we can't, put on a points board or have a child explain to a parent what they went through today. It's something that you'll be able to see when you come in and you should be able to see through the changes of um, your children when they start coming up with their own ideas um, to solve problems or critical thinking or even coming up with ideas that, you know, challenge the norm. So it was, it was really wonderful to see that um, and more, we'll see more of it tomorrow, I know. It'll be great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And again, and, and stepping back is as painful as it can be um, and as necessary as it is to then then we started a different conversation toward the end. Right. It wasn't how can we go in and save them? It's how can we pose questions as guides? Because that's our job. So how can we pose questions or challenge them to start thinking to potentially see this? themselves mm -hmm. and you can have that conversation with them right you can say you know what I mean have you done this or this there's choices there right get them to start thinking about these different choices that they have and hopefully 
um, through that guided process, you'll end up saving them the way you wanted to without actually fixing well, the problem. Well, you, you did um, ask them a question of, you know, have you gone back and looked at the, the points of the quest to make sure that you have touched on them? And they took it as this huge hint, like this secret was just released mm -hmm. and it's basically, did you read what you were given? <laughs> and just, oh, yes, maybe we should sit down and read this paper. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Some really great things tomorrow for the exhibition of learning. Now, I know... It's the end of the year, and we've set some goals, um, some personal goals, some for the school. Um, one of them I got to reach and live out, which is last Saturday, which is having my first ever pro wrestling match, which was amazing. So, awesome. <laughs> so when, when I started my hero's journey back in February of this year, I, I just wanted to start shooting wrestling. And now I grew to love wrestling and seeing all the kids come out for that outing was just an amazing experience and a dream come true because as a kid... You know, I've kind of always seen my superheroes, they never looked like me. You know, Spider-Man, Batman, I never related with those growing up. So mine wore masks and were in the ring and happened to wrestle out of Mexico. Um, so being able to do that, you know, now and see all the kids look up to me the way I looked up to those guys um, was a really cool dream come true. Um, so that was my 2017. <laughs> you it know, it was here. awesome. Let me just say, first of all, I think you did an amazing job. I Thank was, you. I was very, very impressed with your performance skill. It was mm -hmm. definitely next level, and you deserved the match that you were in, if not the title match, in my opinion, as far as like skill of character and coming out on stage. It was amazing. Um, and the wrestling was cool, and, and I laughed every time they threw you down. Um, <laughs> but, Nicole's but, like, yes, hit him again. Uh, no, I, we were cheering for you, and it was it was such a great tribe outing. Like It was so much fun to have all the kids out there, and they were making signs, and they were cheering. I mean, no one, your opponent, um, Captain America or whatever his name American was. Eagle. American yeah. Eagle. He must have just been like, what the heck? Like, Eddie has got this literal tribe of kids yeah. who are screaming louder than anybody in the building for you. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was funny because so I, I came out as a heel, and I thought I was going to be a face. And so American Eagles always wanted to have a heel to go up against. Um, and so when they're like, yeah. And, and the great thing about you know working a little bit behind the scenes is that as, as, a, as a new person, your veteran works with you. They call the shots. They call the match. So it was a learning experience for him because he never really quite did that with someone so so fresh. I walked in, you know, behind the stage, and he was like, "So, how many matches have you had?" And I was like, "This is my first one." He's <laughs> like, "So, what's your finish?" And I was like, "No idea. Let's talk about it." I was, I was, it was very much like, you know, act and model of like, "Let's figure this out." Right. And he's like, "Oh, where's the, you know, where's the steps, you know, to show how to teach someone?" But um, he worked really well with me, and I was, I was very open-minded you know i'm sure there are some people that it's their first match and they might have an ego or might have something you know like i want to show everyone else. i didn't care if i won lost you know did moves that he wanted to do or not we just talked it out and backstage and literally like you know went out there like okay here's what we're gonna do and then did the match so it was, it was a really fun experience um so that was kind of one of the students asked me like oh what's it like and i just simply you know told them i was like you set a goal and you work hard every day, no matter what, you make time, and you strive to that goal. My goal was to come out and, you know, have my first match. And I've been talking about it since I started, and now here we are 11 months later. And so the students were like, oh, okay. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, and I'll take that back to your quest. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the goal for last year. But um, I want to hear what goals you all had this year and maybe what you're looking forward to next year. So we'll start with Nikki, if you have anything on mind. 
what's what's maybe one goal that you had this year that was either met or missed barely and what's something that you'd like to see for next year um i mean i can speak in general but just your question brings to my attention the fact that i didn't actually sit down and do a goal like we do with our kids and when we set out personal growth goals or striving for excellence goals so that's going to be my goal for 2018 is <laughs> to, 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 to set, set goals, goals. <laughs> Yeah, to really, like, and put them down on paper. I mean, you have things in mind, like um, there were some new responsibilities for me in starting the school year this year. So obviously one of my goals is to do that successfully. Um, continue. I can, I'm just continue. Like you said, you do it every day, whether you, you know, can feel like you can or not. You do what you need to do, make time for it. And so I'm just going to keep trucking in that. But I think I really need to sit down and do some specific goals. So that's going to be my goal for 2018 is to really make those goals. So this time next year, I can answer that question better. Well, I would say maybe one, because I know Wednesday we now meet up for adult vocals. So one of the things you actually set your mind to was oh, starting yes. vocals classes. Yes, that kind of came up, though, in the last little while when yep. it, the offer presented itself to take a singing class, uh, which is something I find just fun. And it's mine. It's not, you know, driving the kids to their things. This is mm -hmm. my thing. This is a couple hours a week that I've carved out for me to do something that interests me. We have a great time. I've heard a rumor of getting better. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am because I break out into song at least 50% more time, um, which makes me happy. So, yes, that was fantastic. Oh, and I do actually, I have a goal for the performance. So I actually do have a goal for 2018. I, I know that if I wrote it down. Um, but to play a song on the ukulele and sing at the same time at the performance so I, that is my goal i started today i'm gonna blame it on my ukulele being out of tune uh, but i'm gonna keep at it i'm gonna keep trying and i'm gonna teach myself and i'm pretty excited about doing that at my age you know to finally take center stage as a uh, superstar no that's a joke i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> nicole goals oh gosh um what depends i guess on what you're talking about I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I have a couple of businesses, at least, that I'm running at any given time. So, and my goal for, let's just say for the schools, for both the film school as well as the STEAM Academy, um, was to grow um, and expand. Um, I want to bring our, our wonderful programs to as many kids and families as we can possibly reach. Um, and that's not coming out of an ego-driven, like, oh my God, we've got the greatest thing since sliced bread, so much as it comes from a parent who was really motivated by trying to provide the best opportunities for her own children um, and happily being able to create an environment to welcome in even more families and more children. And then coming in and seeing the impact that it's had on my children as well as the other um, children involved. And if, if I can spread that to as many places as possible, um, that's, that's my goal every year always, and, and I'm constantly working towards that goal. Um, and I will continue to do so. So that's that's my big kind of, I guess, overarching goals all the time. Um, kind of taking that down into the programs. Then again, going back into the businesses and going back in, you know, to my kids and to my guides or the instructors in the film school. And then evaluating how we're doing that and if we're doing that and if we're really bringing um, the best possible opportunities to them. And if not, how can we uh, be better? How can we constantly, you know what I mean, offer um, what they need and what they want and what inspires them to keep them engaged in the process. Um, so working along that with esteem, we wanted 
our tribe to grow, and it did. Like, we started mm-hmm. off our year bigger with amazing families, um, and with that came challenges. Um, and so we've been working closely um, to adjust to those challenges and to see, you know, what we can do next year. Again, I think with esteem, it'll be we'll go through this whole year and we'll make, you know, kind of small changes as we go through the year and, and see these things. And then we'll sit down like we do at the end and we'll get our feedback from our families and from our heroes. And we'll take that and we'll then put a bigger plan in for the 2018-2019 school year and adjust accordingly. But this year, we were able to bring in um, more of the systems, more of the frameworks, um, a lot stronger from the beginning. Uh, which has been um, great in a lot of ways and then has offered more challenges to our students in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's my focus. Um, well, for next year, the one thing I've, I definitely want to set my mind on doing, um, and I'm on the same page as you as far as expanding, and being able to, we spoke about tools, um, but using tools that are available to us as adults to help us expand and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I've been wanting to do is focus on growing my YouTube audience or my YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. um, personality. Um, and not just like wrestling personality YouTube, that's, you know, what I'm all about in, in the ring, but uh, being able to use that skill somehow to bring more awareness to Steam Academy, to for real, to all the different businesses, because mm-hmm. If that happens, then not only am I also growing my presence online, but the school is also getting you know more, more notoriety through these platforms. And plus, parents and kids, you know, d- those that are audio type, you know, learners will mm-hmm. listen to a podcast, see what's going on. Those that are visual will maybe watch a, a small vlog or right. small video, um, and then those that love reading will just you know get the handouts. Read and go your home. book. That you're yeah, gonna write, read your book. Your, <laughs> your courage to grow book. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the goals I definitely want to do, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that because, yes, I have my own personal you know page, but what I do is so unique as a job or as a as just a human being in general. Is I'm wrestling by night, teaching by day. I'm sure there's plenty of teachers and wrestlers out there, but not, none that are also guides and work at a school like this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure most teachers by day are you know public school teachers or private school teachers. But the ability to work with students that are so creative and want to do board games one day, YouTube the next day, and crafting one day, but all learning how to do their work and learning by themselves, like that is what makes a STEAM Academy so unique. And to be able to show that visually, not just through like a Google Photos video, which we post out like every other week or every Mm -hmm. month, which is phenomenal, but an actual vlog where like students are giving their input. And then eventually they take over the YouTube channel and they start posting things and I can teach them how to do that. Um, and parents might see that more. So instead of asking, "Hey, what'd you do today?" Mm-hmm. by the end of that day, a vlog's posted They'll up. They'll have their own blog. Or, yeah, or, um, yeah, vlog, so they can talk That's about what they're doing. That's my plan. Is to train them. Train them <laughs> to write that blog. <laughs> to write that blog that you can't do. <laughs> I, I guess my big goal for Esteem, you know, specifically here with us, is uh, we want a bigger space, and we're already we're already actively looking for that because we really are at a point of almost needing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only to, you know what I mean, just provide more space for the students that are here and the students that are coming in, but with the bigger space we have, I mean, we have some really amazing ideas for even more programs that we want to bring to the table, um, including a lot of outdoor stuff, including cooking um, and all these other things, so that literally you walk into a steam and if it can be done, chances are um, we've got a way for you to explore it. it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's really what I want to see happen by next year. So, so goal is I will start 
Now, For Reals has 100 subscribers. Yay. 101. We have 101. Yay. Does that mean we get to change our name thing? It it officially is now For Reals School of Film Round, Round Rock. Rock. Yeah. So if you go to youtube.com slash For Reals School of Film Round Rock, it'll take you directly That's to the YouTube link. That's so awesome. Link. I just found that out today. Neat. It's exciting. And then I also have 101 subscribers. Woo! Wow. <laughs> so, the same 101 people. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's... Um, YouTube.com slash Eddie Tobias. So it's very easy to find, um, and then all of my work and stuff. So I've said that I'm going to post a video every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So my goal for you next year. actually do that? Actually do it. So I was doing it for a little bit, and then it just got too crazy and too right, ridiculous. Right. So to manage all this video content and put it up. But now I'm doing everything through my phone. Um, and that's that's what I think I want to do on my channel personally is show students how you can, like, I would do everything, vlog. You know, I'm never going to, like, try and go buy a big fancy camera. Right. That's a whole part of, you know, indie filmmaking and four reels is, like, use what you have available to you. Right. So being being different that way is everything's going to be shot and used with my phone. Yeah. Maybe I'll make YouTube channel one of my goals. There you that go. might be yeah. one. I am helping Mr. And Dan with his. do nothing but sing. Sing? Yes. Music videos of you sing singing. my vlog. <laughs> awesome. Oh! Yeah, that's that's coming. That's gonna be singing, singing vlogs. Vlog. Here's what happened today. Yep. It can be songs. A vlog. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new category. The singing vlog. What happened to your day? You're gonna write the lyrics, put it up, and then mm-hmm. sing to it in whatever style of the other pop songs that are out there. You can oh, change yeah. the lyrics yep. and play my ukulele at the same yes. time. Perfect. All right, we already found it out. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, that does it for us today. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And if you guys are listening via Anchor, feel free to start using the call-in feature on the app. Um, If you're listening on Google Play or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Please share the podcast to everyone out there. The more listeners we get, the more likes we get, um, the more lives we can change with all these kiddos and all these parents and just want to really spread the message of what it is we're trying to do here at the school. Um, But anyway, any last messages, ladies, for the new year? Uh, enjoy the rest of 2017. It's been a fabulous year, and get ready. 2018 is going to be even bigger and better. That's what I was going to say. We really have worked <laughs> really hard up to this. A um, couple more days left, and then enjoy that downtime, reconnecting with families and nature and however you celebrate the holidays. I hope it's merry. Awesome. All right, guys, so that does it for today. I'm Mr. Eddie. Miss Nikki. Miss Nicole. And as, Tom Zilla. <laughs> and as always, keep learning. <laughs>